Good evening, hushlings, and welcome. I present your preceptors to the underbelly of the void, the whispers of conjecture, and the known of the unknown. Thus begins the conclave of the Hush Hush Society. Theories range from magnetic pulses from the iron core of the Earth. There are theories of extraterrestrial visitation. There are lots of theories about aquifers, these underground water systems that uh, carry forces of, of energy. There are uh, theories of portals to other dimensions within the Earth. But no one can explain the complexity and the uh, frequency of these crop circles. Greetings, Hushlings. Welcome back to the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour, where we journey into the world of conspiratorial mysteries and dark truths. I'm Declassified Dave. And I'm Mystery Mike, and we're joined, as always, by our farmhand, Slick Frank Sanders. Hardworking farmhand Slick Frank Sanders here. What is up, my dudes? Chilling <laughs> after a long day in the field. Blood blisters and all my boys. <laughs> Blood blisters. Oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> Hushlings, this week for debriefing 28, we soar over the fields of Britain and sift through the grain at some of the weirdest known phenomenons, crop circles. We look into the written history of the formations as well as accusations and claims of hoaxes. We also examine the scientific evidence that these fantastic patterns may not be of a known earthly origin. But before we go out and sow the fields, just want to remind everyone to follow us on all our social medias. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget, Hushlings, to visit the ever-official Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour website, www.hushhushsociety.com. On our site, you can obviously find all our episodes. We have uh, blogs, any news that we have coming up. You can join our mailing list, and you could even drop us a review. That would be very helpful. It would make us a better show. Hey, we love those. Hushlings, don't you dare think I was going to let you forget about our drip. Don't go out sowing your fields in some improper drip. You got to get dapper with it. And you can find that dapper drip at hushhussociety.com. All right, boys. How about we get out into the field and make some wheat art? Let's <laughs> <laughs> get it, boy. Let's tamp yeah. down some corn. Yeah. Well, we're talking about crop circles. A crop circle or a crop formation is a pattern created by flattening a crop and is usually found in wheat, grain, barley, corn, or oil seed rape, and formations are usually created overnight, yet some are reported to have appeared during the day. In contrast, archaeological remains can cause crop marks in the fields in the shapes of circles and squares and intricate patterns, but they do not appear overnight. Some of these formations are extremely elaborate and even perfect in mathematical nature. They've even been said to have contained binary code. I've seen a couple of these crop circles, and some of them are absolutely insanely detailed. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. The term was first coined in the early 1980s by Colin Andrews. Good old Colin. 
Most of these crop circles are categorized as hoaxes, although obscure natural causes or alien origins of crop circles are suggested by many conspiracy theorists and UFO investigators from all around the globe, which don't doubt we will get into. The number of reports of crop circles has substantially increased since the 1970s, yet there has been weak scientific study of them. It's been really weak. Nobody gives a crap about crop circles. Well, in 1991, there were two hoaxers, a guy named Doug Bauer and Dave Corley, took credit for having created many of the crop circles throughout England. They actually claimed that they created all crop circles, which I think are found in like 50 countries, so that's ridiculous. And they... <laughs> They, they, came, they came forward after one of their circles was described by an investigator as impossible for humans to make. And they were like, it was us with some boards and string. Some believe, though, that Doug and Dave were government agents misinforming the public by covering the actual phenomenon. Maybe some agents of the MIB. I was oh. thinking the same thing. Yeah. When I was looking into all this, too, crop circles have obviously been something that's well-known, obviously, between mm -hmm. the three of us. But when I was looking into it, I was like, man, there's a lot of connections to this. Like, obviously, there's people, there's real people researching it. But could there be governments that are covering up what's going on? Because clearly, you can probably tell what a hoax is. And I guess we'll get into that. There's a ton of major examples in history about crop circles I didn't want to get into too many of them because it's not it's important but it's not I guess yeah. but how many times can you describe uh, circular shapes yeah in geometry in, in, <laughs> yeah in, in fields but the, one of the most major ones that was actually published was in 1678 in a news pamphlet and it was called the mowing devil and it was out of strange news out of Hertfordshire and it's claimed to be the first depiction of a crop circle published. Very interesting. 1678, that goes way back. Yeah, I've read some one that are like 875. I don't know, in what? the 800s. Yeah, like back. Really? And they're not just in England. You can find them in a ton of other countries. There's no crop circles in the United States, though. Have you guys ever seen a crop circle in the United States? Only in movies. Um, there, I've never seen any there actual, hasn't like, been pictures. Ever? I don't I, think so. I feel like hmm. there has to have been. There has uh, to If not have been. actual crop circles, at least like a hoax or something. But getting back to these early crop circles, it's very interesting that they kind of existed before the UFO phenomenon did. In the 1600s, and if you're going back to the 800s, the existence of aliens or UFOs was not even a thought. It wasn't something that they could even comprehend. For them to appear in these time frames is... Uh, I don't know. That kind of leans, at least me, it leans towards something otherworldly. Now, you say otherworldly, so going back to saying the mowing devil, that account, I think, was drawn on like a. I don't know if it was stone, but it was etched into something, and it's literally a small, dark creature with horns, and it's got a scythe in its hand, and it looks like it's going in a circle and flattening crops. And that's what was published. <laughs> So what? what like yeah. in the newspaper? That's, yeah, and people that's what recall. Yeah, and people recall seeing like balls of light when it happens too. But they saw beings in the field in that account in the 1600s. Spooky. Yeah, 
Well, in the 20th century, in 1932, the archaeologist E.C. Kerwin observed four dark rings in a field at Staunton Down near Chichester. Good old Chi-Town. Shout out, Chi-Town. <laughs> uh, but could examine only one. Quote, a circle in which the barley was lodged or beaten down, while the interior area was very slightly mounded up. It's an interesting account. In 1963, Patrick Moore described a crater in a potato field in Wiltshire that he considered was most likely caused by a meteor. In nearby wheat fields, there were several circular and elliptical areas where the wheat had been flattened. There was evidence of spiral flattening. He thought they could have been caused by air currents from the impact since they led towards the crater. <laughs> That's bananas. <laughs> what an astrophysicist that Patrick Moore was to do all of this investigating in, into the crops, thinking, oh, this must have been from the air currents of impact spiraling around the field. It was just a <laughs> blast of wind and air. He was trying real hard to explain it away from the sounds of it. One of the most famous cases was also in the 60s. In the 1966, the Tully, quote, saucer nest case is where a farmer in Australia said he witnessed a saucer-shaped craft rise 30 to 40 feet from the swamp and then fly away. He found nearly a circular 32 by 25 foot wide area where the grass was flattened in a clockwise curvature motion and within a circle, and the reeds had been uprooted from the mud. Hmm. He actually saw a UFO. Yeah, there's not too many of these accounts where you actually have somebody that witnessed the UFO. No, typically it's like it, it wasn't there the day prior, and then all of a sudden, whoa, it's there. No, this guy was just chilling, hanging out, <laughs> and all of a sudden, I, he, he noticed a 32 by 25 foot craft. He had the perfect dimensions. Yeah, and it landed. well, he measured it out afterwards. Well, yeah. How could you not? How could you not? I would. Well, the accounts go on, the Royal Australian Air Force and the University of Queensland concluded that it was most probably caused by natural causes, like a downdraft, a willy-willy, <laughs> more commonly <laughs> known as, uh, it's a dust devil, so okay. it's, like a, it's like a mini tornado. Have you ever seen uh, a dust devil in person? Yeah, not in person, no. It's crazy. Did you see that Willy Willy just stroll by? Yeah, I'm calling it. Every time <laughs> I'm in the desert now, I'm calling it Willy Willy. Well, they also thought that it could have been a water spout. And in 1973, G.J. Odgers, what a great name, who was the director of public relations, the Department of Defense, wrote a journalist that the quote saucer was probably debris lifted by the causing by the Willy Willy. So the saucer that this farmer saw was just some sort of debris that was pushed up by the dust devil. The top of somebody's fucking silo. <laughs> Imagine somebody starting a GoFundMe because their house got demolished by a willy willy. Their kids are so pissed because the trampoline lifted off. <laughs> Mommy, the trampoline's gone. Oh, the willy willy <laughs> took it. As we previously mentioned, our big bad hoaxers, Bauer and Chorley, said that they were inspired by this exact case to start making the modern crop circles that they have claimed to create. 
The majority of reports of crop circles have appeared and spread since the late 1970s, as many crop circles began appearing throughout the English countryside. This phenomenon became widely known in the late 1980s, after the media started to report the crop circles in Hampshire and Wiltshire. Wiltshire. <laughs> it's okay, you're from New England, you can say it how you want. <laughs> Wiltshire. 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 <laughs> Good old Wiltshire. But do you call New Hampshire, New Hampshire, or New Hampshire? I went down New to Hampshire. the deli to get a grinder. It's down there on the grinder corner with of Wiltshire. Yeah, on the corner of Hampshire and Wiltshire. <laughs> After Bauer and Chorley's 1991 statement that they were responsible for many of them, their crop circles, they started appearing everywhere all over the world. So like I said before, it's kind of impossible that these guys just were like, yeah, let's hit it. We're going to go to Turkey tomorrow. Well, and then we'll if, be they back started, if they started a Patreon for gas money. To date, there's approximately 10,000 plus crop circles that have been reported internationally. Other locations like Russia and the UK being the most dominant, Japan, apparently the United States, I'd like to see one of those, and Canada. Canada. <laughs> and Shout out Canada, we got a lot of love for Canada. Love you, Canada. And according to the History Channel and Ancient Aliens, in over 50 countries, what I wanna know is, when was the last time you guys saw a crop circle? In the news, oh. like the most modern. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's been it's been a minute. Yeah, right. Like, I'm sure you can look it up, but when is that? Has it been like, oh wow, there's a new formation? Never, never. Yeah, I think you. I think you really have to scour the internet. You have to comb the fields. <laughs> you're giving you're giving the mainstream media way too much credit for trying to like provide us with actual information for anything. I'm not saying Fox News is dropping this. Yeah, you would think there's someone somewhere. Facebook, man. Some farmer who Somebody's has a YouTube gotta... channel about how he grows wheat. <laughs> I would love that. Immediate He comes out and he goes, you'll never believe what I've seen. He's a modern day farmer, obviously, so he has a drone and he shoots up his drone into the air and he's like, look at this formation that I just came out to in my field. It's just like Donald Trump impressed into the crops. <laughs> King Trump. <laughs> well, so here's my question. You know, a little follow-up. Being it that we've never really heard of, like, super recent crop circles, especially in the U.S., why'd they stop? We done goofed. I, I wonder if they did stop. I mean, Dave brings up a good point. When's the last time that you saw it? But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not happening. But we have, like, more camera technology than ever right now, especially with the but drones. But how much of the internet have you scoured? Like I said, there could be this small farmer out in the middle of nowhere who found these impressions in his crops. There could be a lot of different small landmass areas that you know but they're all being ignored because of the thought that a lot of these things are hoaxes even the people who believe in ufology and believe in extraterrestrials and believe in all these things a lot of are still skeptics when it comes to crop circles so how much exposure are they really getting so i just looked this up recent crop circles and there's plenty of them uh we're talking out of our ass <laughs> There's 
there's plenty of them. Yeah, they're like uh, all, there's you, a ton. You've got yeah. them all over the place still coming up in Europe, especially Germany. They're still popping up in the UK. They're still popping up in Russia. A little bit closer to home, Shelly, Idaho, right off of the side of the highway. But this was a little bit of a different sort of crop circle. It was a large spherical design, but it was in the snow. It wasn't imprinted into crops, That's which kind of makes it interesting. I haven't seen something yeah. like that before. I read one, there's, I guess, one in a creek in Alabama that was in the snow as well. See, the mm-hmm. snow so, ones are interesting, interesting because yeah. you, you need, need footsteps, footsteps to get there. Exactly. So, and I know that mm. you could probably maybe use snowshoes, go out there, maybe get rid of your trail of footsteps, I guess, if you really were trying to sell the hoax. I don't know, though. You know snow. You know how it behaves when you walk on it, like... What snow are we talking here? But when you're walking on snow, you actually have to be like, all right, well, it's snowing hard enough for it to cover up my footstep, which I just fell in three inches to the ground. Yeah. There's no, unless your drone is strong enough to fly you in. Hey, have you ever seen, <laughs> you seen that guy in New York that drones around New York City? <laughs> yeah, that stuff's crazy. Looking like the Green Goblin. <laughs> the dude on a pack coming down on like with a pallet attached to him and he's just like, <laughs> No, Dave, but this guy literally rides around on a drone like the Green yeah. Goblin. Yeah. Well, that's He's sick. like a New York villain. <laughs> and no Spider-Man to stop him. Well, there's some very interesting examples regarding this phenomenon. Since the start of the 21st century, crop formations have increased in size and complexity. They're up in their game with some featuring as many as 2,000 different shapes and some incorporating complex mathematical and scientific characteristics. And as we said before, binary code. In one of these cases, the message was in Wiltshire, England, back to Wiltshire, in 2002. In binary, the message said, Beware. Read it all like that. <laughs> yeah, do it. The bearers of false gifts and promises. Much pain, but still time. There is good out there. We oppose the deceivers. Conduit. Closing. The message said, Beware. The bearers of false gifts and promises. Much pain, but still time. There is good out there. We oppose the deceivers conduit closing they're talking about the reptilian overlords again the first one you really had a captain kirk vibe going on i really (laughs) liked it this formation in 2002 part of the formation was like a gray alien holding this disc yeah this one i've seen and the disc had the binary code on it that's crazy man if you've seen pictures of it which i don't know if our listeners have but look this up the 2002 wiltshire type in the message that mike beautifully spoke just now we're gonna make a meme with the image so you'll see it just follow us on social medias and you'll see the amazing pictures hushlings we will return after these brief messages Hi, this is JC, host of Mission Spooky. And this is Kiki. Join us every other Tuesday as we teach you about historical sites in Pennsylvania and surrounding states. And we talk about paranormal subjects like ghosts, shadow people, magic, and cryptids. We also choose some of the more peculiar places and events of Pennsylvania to discuss as well. So please join us for some strange fun. And historical subjects wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
Hushlings, strap in as we uncover the mysteries about a 23-year-old German woman suffering from temporal lobe epilepsy in her teens and later diagnosed with depression. Claiming to hear voices, her family convinced she was possessed by a demon. She underwent 67 exorcism rites before her passing from malnutrition as her parents were charged with negligent homicide. Join the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour for Debriefing 29 as we examine the exorcism of Annalise Michelle, streaming everywhere Monday, August 9th. Welcome back to the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour. There's also a formation found by the Chibolton Radio Observatory, which is believed to be a response of Carl Sagan's 1974 message sent in almost identical fashion. So this message, it's like a rectangle, and it's got depictions of our DNA, pixelated version of a person, it shows our solar system, and then we get one back that's just completely bizarre looking, which it's in the same format. Yeah. It's also called the Arecibo message. Carl Sagan ain't here to see it, but can you imagine sending a radio signal and all of a sudden you get it back in some corn? Weren't they sending it, I believe, I had heard this somewhere, don't don't quote me on this, but I believe that they were sending the transmission of that message to some sort of radio frequency dead zone in space? They sent it to Star Cluster M13 in Hercules. I know that there's some sort of area within space. Space is filled with different waves, radio waves and microwaves. And so there's like this certain band frequency and positioning within space that you can send these messages and you can send these radio waves or at, you know, they were sending these binary codes in this message out into this empty, vast area where there was no other frequency except for that frequency. Again, don't hold me to that as information, but it's something along those lines. You can look into it, definitely. There was also a rock discovered that had an image etched onto it that was found near Roswell, of course. Roswell, New Mexico, in 2004, that actually was the same image that was found in the crop circle in England in 1996. The etched part of the rock bared the same image as the crop formation mm. that was found. See, now something interesting that I thought about that. If I'm not mistaken, to an extent, you can carbon date an etching like they've been able to with many cave drawings and cave carvings. I wonder if any sort of experiments have been conducted with that particular incidence to see if that etching of the same imagery that you saw in England that was found in Roswell if it goes way back or if it's like something more modern. Yeah, if it wasn't just some guy that saw that image in the last 10 years or 12 years prior and just decided to go on vacation <laughs> by the Grand Canyon and go through New Mexico and hang out in Texas and just drop the rock through the in the rock middle of nowhere there. and like nobody's going to find this. Yay. Nobody's going to find it. If you found that, why wouldn't you approach some sort of scientific community? What's your first instinct to take a picture of it and put it onto Reddit? Like, no, you yeah. should definitely have somebody check that out. Should. That's just my opinion. I would. If you saw something and you're like, wait, let me take a picture of this and look this up. But how would you know the correlation of crop circles unless you put it on the internet? That's the only way. Yeah, that's true. 
So the internet was kind of in its infancy, but still you had the ability to Mm -hmm. cross-reference these photos, I guess. There were internet communities at that point. I would imagine ufologists really jumped on the internet train back then. Some geology student in New Mexico or something like that, just like, (laughs) just sitting there laughing now. It's like, you guys all think it's connected. I saw that shit in 97 on the internet. (laughs) I'm looking at both of the rock and the crop circle, and I'll have you know they are side-by-side side identical, and they are both very, very clean. Cleanly carved, and that, that crop circle is very, very precise. The rock is very clean. It's like almost laser cut. Yeah, it looks like it. I'm kind of thinking along the lines of uh, George Sukalos had been a part of some sort of... Giorgio Mike. Giorgio. Giorgio Sukulos. He was part of some sort of experiment with a rock. He had found it in the sediment and it had this laser markings on it. It was super clean again. And they took it to all these geologists and people that put it under electron microscopes and all this other stuff, like trying to figure out how the etchings were made. Some of the evidence was unexplainable. They looked at it and they said, wow, you know, there's no tool markings. They looked at it microscopically. There's no tool markings. There's no nothing. It's just super clean cut. It had this very detailed engraving on it. And it kind of brings it back to that whole thing. Like, there is ways to look at these things and see if they were man-made or see if they were made with tools. Bringing up your point, Dave, like, how do you pick this thing up and not immediately try to see if it's a credible piece of evidence? I would totally do that. I'd be like, who do I got to call? I don't know the history of the stone that this was carved into. Who knows? Maybe they did go through those steps and realize it was a hoax or realize that it was some sort of who knows what. But I'd be interested to kind of delve into that history and see if they ever did find anything out about it. Maybe we'll put a blog post out in a week or so. Yeah, I'll blog it up. A little more information on the stone. Visit us at uh, hushasociety.com. We're putting a blog post. There's also some other formations that have been found that actually have pi to many exact digits. There's one that's literally a circle, and it has the distances that you would have every single digit in a circle as it intertwines all the way down to the center. Wow. There's a lot of smart people out there. Think about it. You get something that's completely precise put in your field, and then you realize it's pi to like 10 to 12 digits. Yeah, or more. I don't know, that would freak me out. Who's taking the time? not like Doug is it Doug and Dave is that who it was Doug and Dave <laughs> Doug and Dave. yeah I think is it was Doug was, and Dave is that is, they had a yeah. dynamic duo name Doug and Dave yeah it was Doug and yeah Dave. the dynamic MI6 agents Doug and Dave going out there and doing the Fibonacci sequence <laughs> you know in your barley field that's kind of my point when it comes to crop circles is that I feel like a lot of them are very detailed a little too detailed for your everyday farmer or your ever not saying that farmers aren't smart but for your everyday person to go out there and create these some of them are works of art and they're very exact and they're very to the t i don't know i feel like some of them are a little too advanced for it to be some sort of hoax why would they go out there and destroy their own crop though just to put just to bring attention to themselves maybe people really love attention aliens love it you must love it too My two cents on that really quick. This pie crop circle that that was discovered in 2008 again in Wiltshire. That's where Stonehenge is though, right? Wiltshire. It's in the same vicinity. I believe so. 
But I feel like as the years go on, obviously it's going to become easier to hoax this kind of thing with new modern technology that regular civilians can get their hands on. Whereas back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, it would have been much more difficult to create something like this just standing on the ground with no ease of access to see what you're doing overhead. That's my thing with Dave and Doug. How were they doing these so precisely if they were doing them at all? Like you said, maybe they just wanted the clout, and I I definitely think that's it. Maybe they did like one or two themselves just for like shits and giggles, but there's no way they were out there doing five, ten thousand crop circles at a time with that precise movement throughout the crops to get them looking so perfectly. People in general, like I, I just don't know how you could do that without say like a drone to like properly map it out and kind of plan exactly what you're going to do. That's the thing. Drone technology has made it completely different to look at it. Now you could hoax it a lot easier because even GPS, you're able to see and pinpoint things. GPS was at its publicly was at its infancy in the 90s. I'm sure you can get yourself something that looks like a walkie talkie. That's a GPS tracker, but now it's in your phone and your tablets and your watch like it like you said the ease of access to be able to look overhead now is so much easier have either of you guys like walked in a corn or a wheat field yeah i grew up next it's entirely disorienting absolutely especially corn and i could think of a couple of ways just off the top of my head i haven't looked into how to hoax a crop circle but i could think Mm -hmm. of a couple of ways that you'd be able to do it and I don't see myself in a group of my friends being able to pull it off overnight. No, not overnight. That's just me, though. A good one, anyway. Now, there is some evidence that these formations may not be man-made, and there are a few variables at hand. In some formations, there are absolutely no footprints or broken stalks. If flowers are present, they are undamaged and literally lowered to the ground. Yeah, like, you don't have damages. I think that's the biggest thing. Like you said, walking through a cornfield. Now, corn, I I would say corn is probably, I haven't looked into all of it, but I'd say corn is probably one of the least crops that's grown in the UK compared to, obviously, the United States. So if you've ever been in a cornfield, it's obviously taller than you. But if you're going through other, like, types of fields like barley and wheat, it's not as maybe taller than me. But a nor- normal person, you're looking over it in rapeseed. Like, you can look over it. It's got flowers on it, and that's what we're talking about. It's lowered. So if you were to crush that with a board, you would destroy those flower heads. You know, you just demolish them. Two major changes in crops happen in some of these circular formations. And if you were to take two different fields and have... A bunch of people recreate it with the snowshoe method where you're boarding plants and just smashing them down to bits. You would definitely destroy the plant. But seeing a plant just being dropped where the stalks just are dropped, but the flowers are So they're not tacked. getting crushed. They're not getting crushed. No, no, just like very, very gently bent, bent, bent into o- place. Yeah, like, like pushed over. This gets a little scientific. One of these changes are the apicable nodes that elongate, which is essentially the knuckle of the plant. And most are longer in the center of the formation and get shorter towards the perimeter. And some are even like 200% longer than naturally forming. Like the plant elongates. See, that's interesting. That's something that you can't really hoax. No, that no. that doesn't happen when you're taking a board or something. Like if you've ever, st- I mean, if you've stepped on plants, like they just break and they bruise and they just kind of snap 
if you look up pictures of the apicable node elongation in crop circles, it's really fascinating because it's almost like you took one of those straws. You can pull them apart a little bit to elongate them at the top. Like a bendy straw? Yeah. Yeah, bendy straws. It's almost like you take it and you kind of crush it a little bit and pull it and just elongate it a little bit. That's what the knuckle part of the plant hmm. looks like. That you can't do with your foot. And then there's expulsion cavities, usually on the second, third, and sometimes the fourth nodes of the stalks. And this can only happen with intense heat and high energy. Blowing the knuckle. Literally somebody blew your knuckle That's... out with microwaves. See, those two things alone... And that's the biggest scientific evidence, I think, that the small community of people that are looking into this have researched is those are the two biggest physical changes that happen in a plant. Yeah. Not just damage. That's some wild stuff right there. That's what freaks me out. <laughs> it definitely gives some sort of credence to this whole thing, in my opinion, at it least. It gives me the willy willies. It gives me the willy willies, yeah. <laughs> All right, boys, why don't we get into final thoughts on the crop circle phenomenon? David? I think that most of these circles, probably a high percentage of them, are not hoaxes. I think for them, in the complexity that they are, people that are trying to discredit it, I guess, saying that they are hoaxes, say, oh, they're near populated areas, they're near roads. But why wouldn't they be if something wanted us to see it? It's not just in a, a field that's five miles in a set of fields. If whoever it is didn't want us to see it, they wouldn't put it there. My thing is, I personally believe that this is not humans making this. And if it is, it goes into the same UFO or some type of phenomenon that isn't disclosed yet fully. Crop circles, to me, something's communicating. And there's some weird ones, like we said, the one where it has the message encoded in it. And that depicts a gray alien. Coincidence could be GPS technology and smart-ass humans that are good at math. Probably two of them went to MIT. Who fucking knows? But my guess, we're getting our uh, barley and wheat blasted with radiation from somewhere else. <laughs> Very good insight. Yeah. I'm along the same lines of thought as you are. I think that a lot of these are hoaxes. I would say the majority of them are hoaxes, but there are some that are very questionable and especially those that show these elongating stalks and the nodes elongating and the expulsion cavities that we talked about. That stuff, you can't hoax and there has to be some sort of something that is working to make that happen in the plants. As Dave said, the messages in binary, the messages in pi or in different mathematics and how they show up in these fields and the, just the complexity of a lot of these crop circles, I really don't see a way that humans can do that, how they can achieve these complex images, even with drone technology and whatever else there may be, I really think that there's something more to this. And like Dave said, yeah, just a maybe a, a mixture of some sort of radiation, some sort of extreme heat from propulsion systems, or I don't know how they do it. Maybe it's just one huge glow forge that they carry around and just uh, laser etch into the stalks of corn. And I would say for at least some of these accounts, I would say it's otherworldly. If I might add that the time and how quickly they're formed. Yeah. Yep. Now it could take, it takes humans a couple hours to probably do it. But if people are saying that if they do see these things happen, they're either happening overnight 
But some people say that they see a ball of light and poof, seconds, yeah. these things form. Then and it's there. Gone. That's the weird ones. Some of those are very odd. Frank, final thoughts. Frank's final thoughts. All right. <laughs> Close your eyes. <laughs> Close your eyes. Open up your pineal gland. Realistically, I think that a majority of the crop circles in the past, I don't know, 35 years, 40 years were hoaxes. I think that there was a time where these were real phenomena that were occurring, particularly performed by extraterrestrials. My reason being for that is if alien life form wanted to give us a message, give us a hint, tell us something. In the past 30 years, I don't think that in a wheat or barley field would be their means of transporting that message. I think that would be belittling them in a sense. I think that these beings are so smart beyond our imagination that they would know of a better means to transmit that message than leaving it in a field for a lonely farmer especially in today's day and age. Now, I think that this used to happen. I don't know how frequently I couldn't tell you, but I'm sure that it did. And I'm sure some people found out about it and exploited it and hoaxed the crap out of it. And that just snowballed to the point where you have tens of thousands of these incidents happening all over the world. Kind of like with that mysterious obelisk thing that happened, what was it, earlier this year, last yeah. year? They started popping up all over the place. I think that Crop Circles is just a much, much larger example of that obelisk thing. It was me. Maybe something... Yeah, it was Dave. <laughs> Maybe something like that did happen with the obelisk, like one mysterious one that was something else and then somebody ran with it. Again, you've got the incidences that really make you scratch your head. Those I, I can't explain, uh, but then again, I can't tell you of modern instances where you have these node elongations and exploding cavities of nodes of stocks. Again, just to reiterate, I think this used to happen, and I think the rest of it in the past 30, 40 years have been hoaxes. Mm. If anybody that's listening to us has any information on modern crop circles to even this year and if there is actual evidence of people looking into that scientific evidence of these things especially the two main physical changes of plants come forward email us talk to us be a part of frock's final thoughts yeah i want to know Please indulge me. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, that is going to do it for Debriefing 28. Crop circles. Hushlings, what do you think? Did we miss anything? Was there any research that we just glazed over? Did we pick the corn and leave the field a little too soon? Reach out to us. You can get us at contact at hushhushsociety.com. And Hushlings, tune in on Monday, August 9th for our 29th debriefing, where we go a little bit demonic. We're going to cover the exorcism of Annalise Mikkel. Not only that, Hushlings, but do not forget to tune in August 17th for our Season 3 finale and one-year anniversary show. It'll be streaming live on Facebook. For that live show, we're going to be covering the NWO and the Illuminati. It's going to be a big one, folks. As well, we will have giveaways, hush trivia, and 
so much more. By the way, we are giving away our merch store right now. We're clearing space. $10 t-shirt sale. Hit up the merch store. Get that drip. Thank you again for joining the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour. I'm Declassified Dave. And I'm Mystery Mike. And I'm Slick Frank Sanders. Until our next debriefing, remember, the best kept secrets are hidden in plain sight.